look, you're not strong. You're not some alpha male. You're not going to protect me. I don't feel safe when I'm around you. You have a little teeny tiny penis, but I don't need any of that stuff. Okay. (laughs) So I don't understand why you're mad at me that I said that. Yeah. (laughs) Just imagine that were the lyric of a pop song. You have a little teeny tiny penis, but it's okay. Hello and welcome to the Lyric Boys Podcast. I am Lucian Flores and with me as always, it's no surprise, it is Andrew Stieglitz. Andrew, say hello. Hello, content hounds and houndettes. Hello, content hounds. So this podcast, if you've never listened to the Lyric Boys Podcast before, I'll say welcome to the party and it is a party. This is a podcast where we take one of our favorite bands, favorite musician, favorite artists, and we pick 10 of their most insane, most absurd, craziest, funniest, wildest lyrics, and we talk about them. We don't do like the typical deep lyrical analysis saying why these lyrics are good. We just use those lyrics as a jumping off point for uh, jokes and riffing what people love. Isn't that right, audience? Make some noise. Ooh. Is that right? I, th- I thought you were going to say, isn't that right to me? And then you said, isn't that right, audience? As if I don't exist. We have a Dora the Explorer relationship with our audience. Isn't that right, audience? <laughs> At that point, they yell, yes. Yes, we do. Um, so in this episode, we are discussing, we are talking about, we are exploring the music career of the boss, Bruce Springsteen. I'm excited for this episode. He's got a lot of great lyrics and a lot of fun ones. Stieglitz, are you a big boss stan, as the kids say? I love the boss. Um, I was, I'm... I'm not super familiar with a lot of his deep cuts. I mean, I know the mm-hmm. hits. I know, uh, like, obviously, like, the Born to Run album. Yeah. And I know, like, stuff from Born in the USA. But um, I-, I don't know him as well as maybe some of the art- other artists we've done on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, why don't you go ahead and fill in the content, Hounds, about what Bruce, the boss, is all Who about. Who is the boss? What is he the boss of? That's what I want to know. But yeah, no, I agree. This is a man who's put out 20 albums, at least. So Jesus there's a Christ. lot of stuff in his discography. It makes sense that you wouldn't know it all. I don't know it all. There's some albums that slap and are amazing. And then there's stuff I just haven't listened to. And then when I listen to it, I'm like, wow, this still slaps. Uh, so Bruce Springsteen, who is he? He's a 71-year-old rock god from New Jersey. That's what I wrote as my topic sentence. So Wikipedia calls his genres rock and Americana. We love the nostalgia of the word Americana, don't we? Yeah, I, you know that's that's apt. That's an yeah. apt. He he sings every. He's so American at yeah. his core. So he is a singer songwriter. He plays guitar, harmonica, and piano. He's known as a solo artist and also the leader of the E Street Band, which is his band that's been around for as long as basically his career has been around. And um, he's he's known to like he embodies this blue collar Americana small town spirit. And he's known for really energetic, extra long concerts. So I I figured like Bruce Springsteen, he's he's a man who like I feel like we all know is just this rock god. And I was like, oh, I didn't actually know what his upbringing was like. So I'll tell you a little bit about that because I was interested in it. But basically, he grew up in Jersey. And in 1964, he saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. And he was like, holy shit, I want to do that. So he bought himself a guitar. He taught himself guitar. Then in this early, late 60s, early 70s, he was playing shows 
you know, on the Eastern seaboard around the Jersey shore. He released his first album, Greetings from Ashbury Park in 1972. And then um, he released his second album, The Wild, The Innocent, and The E Street Shuffle in 1973. So at this point, he was not a huge artist. Like he had fans and he had like a, he was kind of like, let's say a cult classic. People loved his live shows. He was very known for those, but he hadn't had any like huge radio hits. And there's this anecdote that I, I kept seeing whenever I was looking at Bruce Springsteen, which is he played this show in 1974 in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And this music critic basically said, I saw rock and roll's future and its name is Bruce Springsteen. And on a night when I needed to feel young, he made me feel like I was hearing music for the very first time. So that's like a big glowing review. And then how yeah. does Bruce Springsteen follow that? He releases Born to Run in 1975. So that is like... That album is just a friggin' hit. It mm-hmm. lands on the market and it takes a dump on America. People love it. I guess, people apparently produced love by it. the famous Jimmy Iovine, who oh, yeah? produced such artists as Bruce, Tom Petty, all the way up through Dr. Dre and Eminem. Damn. And so I read that this album took 14 months to record, and Bruce Springsteen spent six months on the song "Born to Run." He was going a little crazy on it. Um, but this 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 album slaps. It's got hits like Born to Run, Thunder Road, 10th Avenue Freeze Out, Backstreets, Jungle Land. It's just filled with hits. And then I'm going to do that thing where I say the rest is history, right? So he's released 20 albums, you know, The River, Nebraska, Born in the USA, Darkness on the Edge of Town, just really big records. He sold over 135 million records. He's won 20 Grammys, two Golden Globes, and an Academy Award and a Tony. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's played the Super Bowl. He's had a show on Broadway. He's gotten the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And now he hosts a podcast with Barack Obama, which is like stepping on our toes because we don't really need that competition. Because if you're looking at a lineup and you're like, I can listen to Lucian Flores and Andrew Stieglitz or Bruce Springsteen and Barack Obama talking, I know that we can't match that firepower. So we'll make lame, dumb jokes instead. We could only do better. That's Mm. right. We can't match it. We can just do better. Everyone knows that Bruce and Barack Obama have peaked, but th- there's still hope left for us, right? That's that's the dream. <laughs> yeah, that's the narrative we're spinning here. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Bruce's most recent album was from last year. And it was, or yeah, from 2020 called A Letter to You. So yeah, the man is busy. He's a busy man. And lyrically, he sings of like getting out of town, being on like the edge of despair, like tragedy, economic unrest and uh depression he writes a lot of songs in the same territory but like this blue collar vibe with car references but he's able to make so many of them and keep them unique somehow despite the fact that he's still in the same territory yeah uh so he's pretty up and coming right he's uh maybe one day he'll make it maybe one day he'll make it i i will say bruce springsteen is someone who Looking at his body of work and reading a little bit more about him, I do admire him a lot. I do think he seems like someone who has like always had various values that he's like pretty much kept to. He's not he doesn't come across as like a major asshole in the way that some other musicians I like of that age are just like notorious assholes. Like Van Morrison, whose music I like, but it's just like a not good person you know like bruce seems like someone he seems down to earth down to earth despite 
his mm-hmm. incredible success. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, there are people like Bruce and like Paul McCartney, for example, mm-hmm. who are able to maintain that down to earthness. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's Van Morrison who's writing songs about how quarantine is bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think Bruce, even more than McCartney, is able to keep that sense of relatability. So, um, yeah, I guess we should, we should get right into these lyrics here, huh? Yeah, we should. But I'll say before we do, fellas, ladies, friends, fam, what, I don't know what I'm saying, but audience at home, if you are a fan of the Lyric Boys podcast, just do me a favor and subscribe or follow it. We get a rush of dopamine whenever we get an extra subscriber and that's what makes us keep doing this so god knows we fucking need that right now we need that dopamine and before we get into lyrics i want to read one message we got on uh instagram where we're at the lyric boys because we gave a little shout out to our international listeners because we look at the stats sometimes and we're like who's listening in like argentina and brazil and hung like hungary and and belgium whatever like who's doing that who's finding the podcast so this dude messaged us and he goes, all right, it's 10.20 p.m. I'm in the backyard and I'm a bit high listening to you. I was doing things and suddenly you named my country. Lol. Love that vibe. This dude's from Argentina. Great and vibe. Uh, so obviously he's not the first listener we have from Argentina if we had mentioned Argentina before. Or maybe he's the only Argentine listener and he's, he's coming back for more. But either way... <laughs> We love it. So thank you for reaching out. It makes us smile. And in quarantine, when we're all feeling a little crazy, it's nice to smile. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? And as they say in Argentina, Me gusta sonreir. Right. Which are the yeah. like smile? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I had wrong. no idea where I was going when I started, as they say in Argentina. So I'm glad you picked that up. <laughs> That is the dynamic that Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen could not do, <laughs> but we could give you. <laughs> Imagine Obama starts a sentence and he's like, uh, don't know where I was going with that, but uh, Bruce, thank you for picking it up. Wow. Look at that. Love it. All right. Let's start it off. Let's give the boss fanatics lyric boy stands at home. Our first lyric from Bruce Springsteen's catalog. I'm picking, I'm taking a lyric from the album Born to Run and I'm picking from Thunder Road, which this song is so good. It's disgustingly good. I've listened to it the last couple of days preparing for this podcast, and every time I put it on, I'm just like, I want to die. This song is so good. It makes me sad, but also like <laughs> optimistic, and it just makes me feel like there's no more reason to live. But not in a bad way that's depressing. In a good way. <laughs> you gotta uh, nobody understands a goddamn word of what you're saying, but that's okay, because you feel it, and your feelings are valid. <laughs> I've never been like, God, this is so good. I just wish I was dead. You can be like, I don't need to live anymore. I'm good. This, this art is, exists. I have like my life has uh, had its meaning. Anyway. Great. Thunder Road. Great song. We all agree. So there's a lyric where Bruce is uh, singing and he goes, you ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. Oh, and that's all right with me. And... Damn. Imagine just being told in a song about you that's like, you're not beautiful, but like, hey, you'll work. <laughs> let's uh 
Yeah, that that's cool with me. I don't mind yeah. that you're just not a perfect human specimen. Like this is average. the guy. Yeah, this is the guy that's like, I don't understand what I did wrong. She asked me to be honest, and I was just being honest. Like, did she want me to lie? I don't understand. I told her she wasn't beautiful, but that's okay to me. Like, I don't need to see beauty. Why <laughs> yeah, did you break up with me? me? He's like <laughs> trying to be very chill about it. He's like, you ain't beautiful, but that's all right with me. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, cool. That's all right with you. Great. I'm so glad you feel that you're settling and that's okay. Wow. I guess I'm just a charity case here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, turn it, turn it to like uh, a male person. Like if a female was telling a male this and she was just like, look, you're not strong. You're not some alpha male. You're not you're going to protect me. I don't feel safe when I'm around you. You have a little teeny tiny penis, but I don't need any of that stuff. Okay. <laughs> so I don't understand why you're mad at me that I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine that were the lyric of a pop song. You have a little teeny tiny penis, but it's okay. <laughs> love your body. Love Men your body. love your body. <laughs> Um, the song goes out to my husband Gerald He's sitting in the front row Baby I love you This song's never been played before My husband's got a teeny tiny penis But it's okay I'm talking about Gerald And you're just like This song goes out to my husband Gerald It's called Any Penis You have an any penis It goes inside your body When we make love I barely feel it But that's alright with me So Yeah I love it. There's also like, this is a vibe that it's fun though. It's fun. You know, it's fun. I can't deny it. It's not something I'd want someone to tell me, but it's fun. I do like, I think Lana Del Rey does this on, um, one of her songs where she's like, you're not like perfect, but you'll do, or like you'll, you're here right now. And like, why wait for the best when I have you, I think is the lyric. And that's also very funny, very similar vibe of like, why would I wait for a perfect person if like we're having fun right now? And there's something fun about like playfully settling like in, but, in a But song. also here's the question. Here's and not to yeah. get too heady or philosophical, but like Ooh, how do words. you know how like okay, if you're saying you're not the best or you're not the yeah, you're not the best but you'll do yeah. right now. Like how do you know yes. Yes. what is the best? Like, how do you know that this isn't the best? I mean, if you're having a good time right now, like, who's to say that this mm-hmm. isn't the peak of of where you are, you're supposed to be? You know what I mean? You know what this I'm saying? Lyric Andrew Schiegel saying, live in the moment. What is, feel the the power of, of how do you phrase it? The power of the now. The power of the now. <laughs> yeah, love it. The power of the moment. Exactly. But I mean, un- it really you're is You're going to be unhappy like, if you're like, I got to hold out for the best. Because that may never happen and you're just being self why are we going down this territory <laughs> being no, self but it's true it's yeah. true it's true what yeah. is the best that's all that's all i want i just want to put that out there what is the best i'm smart okay when i was in third grade i got a 90 iq <laughs> another lyric i like of this which we don't have to talk too much about in thunder road is it's a town full of losers and i'm pulling out here to win Love that. I just, every time I go to the grocery store and I leave my small town, I think, oh yeah, I'm pulling out to get some groceries and this town can fucking eat my ass. <laughs> Someone asks, how you doing today, sir? At the checkout line, you're like, town full of losers and I'm pulling out of here to win. And the guy's like, yeah, well, fuck you too. I'm just trying to support my family and my <laughs> wife and kids. <laughs> this guy is definitely I- accompanied by a burnout of your tires, 100%. 
Oh, yeah. They're going to key your car. Yeah. Okay. Give me your first Bruce Springsteen, a.k.a. Da Boss lyric. My first boss lyric is from this song, Blinded by the Light, Mm -hmm. from the album Greetings from Asbury Park. His first album, babies. First album, Blinded by the Light, also a movie that came out recently about Bruce. I never saw it, but there's a movie. Anyway. It's also... His version of the song is less famous, but he's the original. He's He originated the song. Mm-hmm. But I think the one that people know and hear on the radio is by um, Man- Manfred Mann's Earth Band, which I think also had the hit song. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Isn't that weird when that happens? The Mighty That's, Quinn. Uh, yeah. Marvin Gaye. I just realized that Marvin Gaye was the first person to sing... Uh, um, how sweet it is to be loved by you and the James Taylor version is much more famous mm-hmm. I think of that anyway. with like Bob Dylan songs you know so many songs are yeah. Bob Dylan songs and you're like I did not realize that that is a Bob Dylan song and it just is because he's a good songwriter so this is like yeah a, a Bruce song which I didn't realize that until somewhat recently too yeah and the lyric is um, some all hot half shot was heading for the hot spot, snapping his fingers, clapping his hands, and some flesh pot mascot was tied to a lover's knot in a, with a whatnot in her hand. And now young Scott with a slingshot finally found a tender spot and throws his lover in the sand. And I gotta say, god damn, is Bruce Springsteen the original rapper? Yeah, is was Bruce like, Springsteen the original like master of fucking flow? Just MC, just fucking God MC. Just these short words, these short fast words. Yeah, that sounds like it could be a rap song. I want a modern day rap cover of this. Like, forget any like yeah. true to original form cover. I yeah. want, I want fucking like Lil Yachty. No, he sucks. I want wow. like somebody I good. I want Kendrick Lamar to do this. Yes, I want Kendrick Lamar. I want Run the Jewels to do this. Yeah. I want Killer yeah. Mike to just be like, some flesh pop mascot was tied to a lover's knot with a whatnot in her hand. I love a whatnot in her hand. It's also like these are very like cutesy words in some way, yeah. but also this sounds like a violent image. I don't really know what's happening. All I know is that there's one dude who's like, Snapping his fingers, clapping his hands. So I'm like, that guy's having a good time. That guy, we don't have to worry about his him. But and then the other Scott- person is a flesh pot mascot, which makes me think of a mascot that's half like furry and half just like fleshy, which I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, that's disgusting. It sounds like you have a disease. Um, and this mascot's and got a whatnot Scott- in her hand, which a whatnot... If you've got a whatnot in your hand and you're coming near me, don't put that whatnot near my face, okay? <laughs> it's it's one of those like unfinished lyrics mm-hmm. that like <laughs> yes. just somehow made it to the final album. Got a whatnot in her hand, and they're like, Bruce, what is a whatnot? And he's like, um, well, this meeting was great, but uh, I'm going home. <laughs> Bruce, what is a whatnot? Oh, sorry, you don't have time to re-record. Your contract says you have to release the album right now. And young Scott with a slingshot threw his lover in in the sand. Young Scott with a slingshot reminds me of Bart Simpson. Uh, And he found a tender spot to throw his lover in the sand. And now I'm just picturing Bart Simpson fucking. Wow. There we go. So, yes. Great. So, we've determined Bruce Springsteen is the original rapper. Yes. 
OG Bruce rapper. Springsteen invented, invented rap music. Another exactly. thing, white people are going to claim to to take away from black people. In this podcast, they're just like, I heard the Lyric Boys podcast, and they proved that Bruce Springsteen invented rap. Yeah. Yeah, listen, everybody, I'm sorry to uh, burst your bubble, but rap was invented by a white man from New Jersey. Yeah, just a razor the Because <laughs> Bruce doesn't need more credit right in his life for things. No, if anything, he needs less credit. He's got too much. He's got so, okay. he's got a fucking presidential medal of honor. That's insane. Yeah, I don't have one of those. We gotta get one of those. We're gonna Biden, get. And if you're listening, come on. Biden's be like <laughs> the most important thing in our country today that unites us: the Lyric Boys. <laughs> the Lyric Boys podcast, a podcast that anyone can get behind. Democrats. Republicans. I don't know why I'm giving Biden his voice. It's not what he sounds like. <laughs> anyway, anyway, my second lyric is from a slapper of a song called Bobby Jean on Born in the USA. So this song just is so good. And it's it's um it's it's got that 80s sound, so it's like um just like a pop 80s anthem, rock anthem. It slaps so hard. But the song is basically about Bruce's character is has fallen in love with uh, this woman or or they're really good friends i and he's like going to see her and she's just not there she's moved and her mom's like she left and bruce is like heartbroken he's like i I don't even want to win you back i just want to say goodbye but he's talking about bobby jean and he's talking about what how they uh bonded right and what they bonded over and the lyric is we liked the same music we liked the same bands. We liked the same clothes. We liked and, the same sex. Wow. Jeez, look at you making a sex joke thinking you're so clever. <laughs> oh, I was Is Bobby Jean wow. a uh a woman or a man? A woman. It's like one of those very uh of that era like I imagine she was born in the 60s or late 50s like name it's like one of those like Bobby Jean uh well, because it's, it's Lisa spelled, Marie. Okay, Lisa Marie. <laughs> Things like that. Uh, what else do you think they liked the same of? Well, I just love that he's really stretching it because two of these are the same thing. That's what's always been so funny about this lyric to me. This one is just like the minute I heard that, I was like, "We like the same music. We like the same bands. We like the same clothes." And it's like music and bands are the same, so really you don't <laughs> have that much in common. If you're like, "Hey, Solution, what's your like favorite?" thing about this girl and you're like i don't know we like the same music and like what more it's like uh, we like the same bands you know really like that's that's what you need in a relationship and in life right that's what yeah. love is can you dig a little deeper we liked the same uh way that instruments sound when they're put together <laughs> yeah okay a little bit more we like the same singers yeah, we like the way uh, the music makes you feel. We like uh, seeing music. We like hearing it with our ears. Um, yeah, and clothes. Also, like she wears shirts, I wear shirts. We're like two peas in a pod. We unfortunately like the same sex. Like we're the same like sexual. Uh, the same gender so we're not a match <laughs> no um i like the idea that it's like uh we like the same music the same bands the same clothes but we have horribly divergent political and philosophical viewpoints on the world 
Yeah. <laughs> love. And we don't believe uh, like in family. Like she doesn't believe in uh in family. And to me, it's the most important thing in the world. But hey, we love getting down to Billy Joel together. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> we both love Rage Against the Machine. But for some reason, uh, she doesn't think that their lyrics have any political meaning. And she's all about Blue Lives Matter and she supports the police. And I'm like, hello, Killing in the Name is about like police brutality. And she's like, I just wish that you wouldn't make everything so political. But anyway, we both like the, the guitar when it goes bow, bow, da na, da na, now. You both love Rage Against the Machine. You're anti machine, she's pro machine. It's a beautiful sitcom couple coming to CBS. <laughs> so I do think this embodies, though, that like sense of young love a lot, which is nice, too. Or just like young fling where it's like what they have in common or their interests. And like it's it's fun. It's cool. The song is great. Listen to it. Go ham. Have a great day. Stieglitz, give me your second lyric. Bobby Jean, my second lyric is <laughs> from the song... And I picked the song because I actually didn't know it at first, but the uh, the title of the song is funny to me. It's from the song, Does This Bus Stop at 82nd Street? From, that title also stood out to me as like a, as yeah, curious about. <laughs> from the album Greetings from Asbury Park, first album again. Uh, the lyric is, hey bus driver, keep the change. Bless your children. Give them names. Don't trust men who walk with canes. Drink this and you'll grow wings on your feet. And uh, that is some unsolicited advice from mm-hmm. bruce springsteen to a bus driver yeah. or maybe he's not even a bus driver because i feel like this advice goes so far off the fucking rails it's like keep the change okay great bless your children thanks you too give them names my children have names don't trust men who walk with canes drink this and you'll grow wings on your feet he's like slowly going crazy and i just mm-hmm. picture it like uh, it's just like the end of this is sir this is a wendy's I like that each compliment or each word of advice gets more insane. So, yeah, it is basically like that where it's like, keep bus driver, keep the change. You're like, thank you, sir. That is so kind. Bless my children. Sir, you were so nice. Give them names. They um, have names, but that's a nice thought. Yeah, cool. Don't trust men who walk with canes. It's like, sir, you you have a cane right now. Also, that is an ableist comment. Wow. Yeah, it's very funny. I like the idea that Bruce is, or whoever the narrator is, just like walking out of the bus, just like throwing coins at the bus driver. Well, I also like, like, zoom out of this. This is like, it's like a, uh, like, Fight Club moment or like Shutter Island moment where it's like the twist is that he was crazy the whole time. Just like zoom out and he's just like drunk and in a Wendy's and they're just like, are you going to order something or are you just going to throw random coins at us and tell us to drink this and you'll grow wings yeah i also imagine this man ran on the bus and just shouted does this bus stop at 82nd street and then the bus driver's like oh shit i'm gonna have to deal with this person and then he had to deal with them yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like i knew i shouldn't i should have just closed the fucking doors on him i saw i he had the joker makeup on he was clearly going through something in his life do you ever just like get on public transportation and think i actually don't know if this gets me to where i'm going and i'm kind of confused but then you don't want to like ask anyone because you want to figure it out yourself versus like ask someone and like spend two seconds on it versus like googling underground with terrible service and just hoping that you get reception to know if like this stops at like court street or whatever oh yeah i've definitely done i've definitely like gotten on to express trains before i've been like fuck i'm like 
all the way i'm like a hundred blocks from where i want to be right now yeah or like especially in new york for some reason like it's it's seen as uh like you are belittled if you ask anybody for advice because New Yorkers are like, what, what are you, what are you, what are you talking? You don't know where you're going, ah, you fucking asshole, Taurus. Get the fuck off my train. <laughs> well, it is like sometimes if I'm on a train or bus that I can't just like, like you know, you, the ones you take all the time, you know, like the back of your hand, right? And but then you get on a slightly different train, you're like, what? This stops at a at like 85th street instead of 86th street on what are we doing on this side of town that's we're stopping at different blocks now here's here's one have you ever uh had somebody come up to you and ask you directions to someplace and you tell them but you're not entirely sure yourself and then you realize after the fact like oh that was not right that was the incorrect advice you know i think i've actually been good at that i've i've I think most my most times people have asked me I've actively helped them or have just said like I don't know versus like just pulling out of my ass pretending I know to save face. It's like, oh, you want to go to Brooklyn? Uh, well, that's the Staten Island Ferry. You want to get on that? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, it's, somehow you'll end up in Brooklyn. Yeah. The boss. Tell them the boss sent you. Yeah. Well, there was, I mean, I've done this with like driving directions where like somebody was like, where's this highway? And I was like, oh, just turn around and it'll be right there. And then I realized, and that that was true, but I realized what I didn't tell them is that it was a one-way street. (laughs) So they turn around and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, but they had (laughs) driven down the street already. And I was like, well, they're going to find out eventually when they have a fucking head-on collision with somebody. Yeah. Not good. I'm not a good... um car directions person because i'm just so reliant on the map apps that like i have no idea yeah. what i'm doing i love i love me some google maps you know this so i'm gonna do the song for my third lyric uh born to run off the album born to run another classic bruce springsteen mm-hmm. i sent you the sesame street version of this which is called born to add which is great i didn't watch that but i should i should watch I, it's that. hilarious it's just like anyway that was an album we had growing up in my house called letter B or born to add was the album, but it was like a Sesame street character looking like Bruce Springsteen. Very funny. If mm. you've got kids or you just randomly listen, want to listen to Sesame street covers of, uh, classic rock songs. That is where you should go. Anyway, born to run. I got my kids, uh, Sesame street cover of WAP. <laughs> it's called, uh, ad. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> There's some fractions in this house. I don't even know where we're going with this. But uh, the lyric off Born to Run is, Wendy, let me in. I want to be your friend. I want to guard your dreams and visions. Just wrap your legs around these velvet rims and strap your hands across my engines. Together we can break this trap. We'll run till we drop. Baby, we'll never go back. So this is kind of a classic Bruce thing. It's like, we're leaving this town. There's so much emotion and energy. It's like, come on, we got to go. We got to go now. Because Bruce is always doing something on the clock. Every one of his songs is like, this is happening now or it's never happening. Let's go. So I remember doing this song on karaoke years ago and not really knowing the lyrics too well and just being surprised by there was all this imagery of like touch my engines and like my rims. So I love the idea that Bruce is like in this passionate plea and he's like, Wendy, I love you so much. You make my heart flutter. 
I love it when you touch my engines and when you touch my rims. And then Wendy's like, Bruce, what are you talking about? You're just talking about car parts. He's like, was I? Did I? Did my mind slip there again? No, I was saying about how much I like when you uh, activate my four wheel drive. And Wendy's like, Bruce, come on. You got to well, stop. You're addicted is, to cars. You got to stop. Yeah. It's the same thing as, uh, as Queen. I'm in love with my car. And Bruce is like talking to Wendy, convincing himself that he loves this girl. But after some uh, self-searching, he's like, nope, I'm not a straight man for women. I am also not a gay man for men. I am a car man. I just need a hot, sexy tailpipe and that steam coming out of it. Well, I like that he calls himself a car because he's basically, he wants Wendy's legs on his rims and strap your hands around my engines. So yeah, I think maybe his, uh, his self image might be a little skewed. He looks in the mirror and he just sees a car. I feel like he was like a mechanic working on a car and he just like got a lot of fumes and, and got confused. But we love it. <laughs> yeah, he he went right from the garage to where he works to Wendy, and yeah. he had a, a little bit of a hallucinatory moment. But I like to think that it's it's his his sexual suppression for wanting to have sex with a car is so great that he eventually convinced himself that he was a car. Maybe I like that his self confidence works with him thinking of himself as like a classic car. So that's how he. Does it? Which I love. If you were, if you were a car, what kind of car would you be? What car do I want to be, or what car do I actually think I'd be? What what car do you actually think you'd be? Do I actually think? Okay. Well, I'll tell you. I'm think about uh, this for a second. I am a Jeep Compass. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, You had this answer really quick. Well, yes, I'll tell you why. See, the Jeep Cherokee or the Jeep Grand Cherokee, right, are these, like, bigger versions of the Compass. Uh, And you you Mm -hmm. always see the Cherokee and the Grand Cherokee, and people driving behind them are proud. And you see the Jeep Compass owners, and they're like, well, I'm sensible because I bought a smaller car because Mm -hmm. I live in the city. And, And, you know, I might not be a Grand Cherokee, okay? I might not be the biggest man on the block, but I am a sensible smart choice mm-hmm. with a lot of safety features yes. rated pretty highly by Kelly Blue Book. Yes. I think I am a Kia Soul. Mm. Because Is that the boxy one? It's the boxy one that the hamsters <laughs> drive in the commercials. Yeah. And uh, so I think I'm a Kia Soul because baby I got soul. No, it's it's because Kia Souls are like Okay, listen, I'm not a Toyota Camry. I'm not a Honda Accord. I'm not as dependable as those cars. <laughs> and and I'm not as safe. I'm a I got a little edge on me, right? And then um but I'm not like a really fancy mu- muscle car cuz you know, you you've seen my arms. And I'm also not an SUV probably. Or maybe I am. I'm I'm big boy. I'm tall. But so Kia Souls like just trying to make it happen in this world where everyone's like dependable toyotas and 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 hondas you're just a kia trying to be a trying to be a honda but also trying to stand out and be an suv but you kind of don't fit in anywhere and then also you're kind of goofy looking because you're a kia soul but it makes you unique you know (laughs) all that stuff that makes sense i also think i'm a pinto a ford is that was that ford ford pinto that used to explode if you like touched it in the wrong way yeah yep that's also me 
That's what Bruce says. <laughs> Baby, put your hands on my engines, but be warned, if you touch it the wrong way, I'll explode. And I, that is not a metaphor for anything sexual. I will literally explode. And I have. It's like speed, except don't touch me the right way. Mm-hmm. All right, give me your third Bruce the Boss Springsteen lyric. My third song is from... Uh, my third lyric is from the song Dancing in the Dark off the album Born in the USA. And uh, the lyric is, Mm. I get up in the evening and I ain't got nothing to say. I come home in the morning. I go to bed feeling the same way. I ain't nothing but tired. Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself. And if there isn't a more relatable lyric for these times, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you could get more relatable than this because there are times I know that you felt it. I've definitely felt it where I just get up and I'm like, another day. I'm just bored of myself. I'm bored of being in this brain. Sometimes I wish I could just like take this brain or like take like my soul and put it in somebody else's body just for a day, just to like see what's up, you know, just to see what's up with that, how, how it works, how, how the other half lives, if you will. What's it? Do you ever feel that way? Yeah, of course. Of course. I definitely like the sense of, well, he's waking up. He doesn't have anything to say. Then he comes home. He's working night shifts, right? Mm-hmm. He's getting up in the evening, coming home in the morning. He goes to bed feeling the same way that he wakes up, which is a sad idea. Like he never gets energy. He's always tired. He's just working himself. He's tired and he's bored with himself. And that's not a good place to be. But one thing Bruce does so well in this song and in so many songs, is he, it's just a really catchy, poppy song. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And then the lyrics are about this. You know, like a lot of, I think people have used Born in the USA so many times at political rallies and been like, it's a jingoistic America rules song. And like that song is about like coming home from the Vietnam War. Oh, yeah, of Your course. brother's people... been killed. You're not getting like the, the mental health support from the VA and you're just forgotten by your country. And people are like... Yeah. Yeah, America. Yeah, people, people really yeah. misinterpret that song. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but I like here that he's like, I got nothing to say. I I ain't nothing but tired. I'm bored with myself. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I've I, I you don't really hear this perspective from from songs. Like, there are there truly are times where yeah. I wake up and I'm like, wow, my mind is completely empty in like a bad way in like a totally uninspired way where I'm just like I just want to sit and zone out and just like stare at the TV for 12 hours because I got nothing going on up in here my brain is just like you you shake my head and it's like two rocks rolling around in there so it's it's also interesting if if you were to look at these lyrics and be like I'm curious what the song sounds like you would not expect it to sound as like poppy and happy and energetic and lively as dancing in the dark actually sounds you'd be like yeah. this is like a depressing the national song he's like I get up in the evening I yeah. ain't got nothing to say I like that yeah. I like that because you know you don't need a depressing uh, melody to go along with depressing lyrics you also don't need a happy mel- melody to go along with happy lyrics you could be like mm-hmm. I love my life it is great. I, I uh, Another Bruce song that does it so well is Glory Days, which is just another so peppy, happy song. But it's about these people who have all peaked in like high school, getting together in bars and reliving those glory days because they're not they're like divorced and, and sad and, and they're nothing they're living for. It's, it's very it's a great song. The Devils yeah. play it whenever they win games in the NHL. So, <laughs> Wow. What are they trying to say? 
They need to you know, uh, relive that. They have. They uh, truly objectively have peaked as a franchise. Anyway, that's a little inside baseball, or should I say inside hockey. Whoa! Next week on Carson. <laughs> Just like so, doing Carson with you. Yeah, I, I, I have my fourth lyric from Born in the USA as well. Okay. I, so many of mine are just from albums that are born somewhere or to do something. Anyway, I mean, that's his that's his mo. <laughs> born in the USA, born to run, born to rock and roll, born to be a rock god, born to make these songs, born to wake born up in to the morning. Ha- be a car, born to have my girlfriend lick my car. radiator. Yeah, so I'm on fire. Is a song that I'm pulling lyrics from, and this song is just like sultry sexy bruce needs to um fuck bruce basically that's what that's this song is it's like the sultriest like most sexual bruce song in my mind and the opening lyric in bruce and his like deep voice going hey little girl is your daddy home did he go away and leave you all alone i got a bad desire oh 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 i'm on fire which yes we know that daddy is not this girl's actual dad it's her lover well but it's still what what i don't i'm unfamiliar i'm unfamiliar with the term i thought he meant is your father home because you are a little girl great well so yeah that is something that this song these lyrics like i wouldn't write this opening lyric right now right i just like i feel like daddy's fallen out the vernacular (laughs) so it just be and little calling someone little girl I know Bruce is not talking about like a young kid, but it's just like, it's a little creepy. Doing this podcast, I realized there are a lot of lyrics that I'm like, wow, I would never, ever, ever write that. Like maybe I've, I've had these thoughts before these, but I would immediately be like, Oh, nobody is going, this is not going to be my legacy for her. Like having these thoughts. Oh yeah. No. Well, it's, it's like, yes, he just wants to, uh, do it with this person. He's got a bad desire. He's on fire, and he needs to be extinguished with the power of love making. <laughs> but how poetic! Def- yeah. Another part of the song that is also funny to me is that he goes, "At night, I wake up with the sheets soaking wet, and a freight train running through the middle of my head. Only you can cool my desire." And I, it's I love as we've talked about with songs in this podcast before. I love lyrics about waking up sweating. Just waking up in a puddle of sweat is a great lyrical theme that I stand no matter what. I think it was Interpol that did it before, and maybe mm. I forget Do you, what other band. Does that happen to you a lot? No. Sometimes when I nap, I wake up and my pillows got drool on it. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> looks like I had some fun. <laughs> uh, what what about that vibe intrigues you so much? Waking up covered in sweat. It's just such a a. Uh, desperate feeling not a desperate feeling it's just like you are when you're waking up in sweat you're not in a good place generally either in the interpol one it was like this guy's just been partying too much and staying up late and he's like freaking out and he's sweating this one he's just like too hot <laughs> that he needs to cool he's sweating yeah i mean maybe night, but maybe it's not maybe he's in a very happy place he's just like fuck my air conditioner broke man what am i gonna do summer woke up in sweat yeah that would be just the idea of a song that anticlimactic it's like 
At night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet. I gotta get my AC fixed again. I have nothing to say otherwise. (laughs) There's no metaphor here, folks. I am specifically singing about my air conditioning unit. (laughs) It's like these things keep happening in his his life that seem like they could be metaphors. It's like, no, this is just daily life to me. I'm contented. Yeah, I, I... I legit saw myself as a car. That That's not a metaphor. I had a really bad LSD trip, saw myself as a car, and I will not be doing drugs again. It was scary. <laughs> G- give me your fourth uh, Bruce Springsteen lyric, sir. Yes, my fourth Bruce Springsteen lyric. Well, Do <laughs> this is a little uh, fitting going right after yours. Uh, it's from the song Rosalita from the E Street Shuffle album. Which is the wild, the innocent, and the E Street Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only lover I'm ever going to need is your soft, sweet little girl's tongue. Ah, Rosie, you're the one. I did not re- re- realize that lyric. You know, <laughs> I, I know. I, it's And this is such a famous song, too. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, he snuck it in there. You know... Well, we. Yeah, we know Bruce is talking about like you know a young woman. He's not talking about like an actual little girl, but it's just like that saying calling like young women little girls or like someone well, in their like, what a little a, girl is kind of weird these days. Yeah, you know, and, like and no I, one does that. Well, well, yeah, and and also yeah. like all right, I understand like the um the sort of like implicit nature of just like I'm the big bad. I'm like the protector, you know. I'm yeah. like the man. I'm gonna protect. Yeah. But also like. It, it is so weird when singers are like this teeny, tiny, innocent, little fetus just came out of her mother's womb. I had to cut the umbilical cord and now I want to fuck. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to be like soft, sweet little girl's tongue. Like if I were, if you wrote that lyric now, they'd be like, uh, sir. Yeah, oh my so God. So talking about yeah. this lyric, they're mean, talking about uh, this soft and sweet little girl's tongue. Um What's He's like, no, oh my soft God, and sweet oh my God, adult no. woman's tongue. Won't that sound good? No, I was talking about. Uh, see, my daughter. I had to take her to the doctor. She had a, a tongue infection. So it's literally again. It's one of those things where you think it's a metaphor. It's not a metaphor for anything. It's. I was talking. The only lover I'm gonna need. Right. I was talking to my wife, and then I looked over to my daughter, and her tongue swelled up. I think she might be allergic to shellfish. This is completely. Uh, not metaphorical at all this is literal this song is another one of those songs that's just like bruce is at his wits end he's talking to rosalita they need to leave now it's it's a great song it's like it got so much emotion it's got so many changes it's so it's like the whole song is just a delight it is like bruce wanting this 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 woman named Rosalita and her dad doesn't like Bruce because he's a rock and roller, but Bruce just got his first advance from his record contract and he's going to be famous, so she should come out with him. It's just like, it's the the momentum in this song is insane. It is nuts. It is more insane than like Thunder Road or Born to Run. It is just like frantic energy. And there's so many fun lyrics in this song, and like you, there's so many that you don't even realize that something that's like sweet little girl's tongue is in the middle of it. Yeah, he, um, just, he just really hid that in there. I like yeah. that uh, being a rock and roller in in these times was like seen as the ultimate like bad guy thing. Yeah. Like wow, we've we've come pretty far as a country mm-hmm. from uh, 
you're bad if you like rock and roll to uh some things people do today which are arguably way worse well i would say that like there's still that stigma against artists right and if you some people definitely would prefer to have their children date someone who is like more financially stable and has a steady job than someone who like is making art right so listen I my fifth lyric is also from the song because there were just so many so I'll just go into it but there were so many I wanted to pick from this that were just really fun like parts of the song where he's like there's one part of the song that he's like we're basically in the future we're gonna look back at this moment and laugh about it but right now this moment fucking sucks like (laughs) and I love that vibe (laughs) so the lyric I want to pull from this is windows are for cheaters chimneys for the poor closets are for hangers Winners use the door. Yes. Wow. Yes. So he is really uh, justifying being homeless here. He's like, listen, I know you said you don't want me to date your daughter because I don't have a home. But hear me out. Windows for cheaters. Chimneys? Fuck you if you have a chimney. Closet? I don't have any clothes. What do I need a closet for? Winners? Well, they use the door and I don't have a door. But... I'm still a winner, okay? I just like that he, like his dating life and his in his life in general has taken him to this place where he has philosophical thoughts about various parts of the home. Windows are for cheaters. Perfect. I love yeah. that. The idea of like a cheater running out or coming through the window. I, I've always, one of my favorite television trope things is the boyfriend ladder in yeah. like kids like kids shows from like the 90s right yeah oh my god yeah, like or sitcoms show. like yeah. love the boyfriend ladder so i if this were this should be windows are for the boyfriends but mm-hmm. for the cheaters also great because there's that i just have an image of a like a cheater just jumping out the window to the street almost a very cartoonish like about to be caught dive straight through the window so windows are for cheaters like bruce doesn't want to be a cheater he wants he wants the door he wants to be a winner chimneys are for the poor I don't quite get that one as much unless like chimney sweep, maybe chimney sweeps. Yeah. Or like Santa Claus comes down the chimney. So I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about. Bruce there. I feel like closets are for hangers is a little less fun. If he literally uh, means like hangers, a suicidal, maybe he, suicidal thing. No, I was thinking more like hangers that you hang your clothes. Right. But also like maybe if we're going with the types of men in this like hype in Rosalita's life, maybe it's like people who hang on too long and just stick around in the closet instead of jumping out the window. That's, what oh, that's interesting. With. Well, I was thinking like hangers, but also the the pun or like the double entendre being oh, um, oh. like being like closets like like. Uh, you, you these people want to kill themselves or like it you know, for like the depressed or mm. like the suicidal people who are not mm. happy with their lives yes i have such a fucking big brain okay it's a burden it's a burden to me i'm it too smart for this podcast it's a burden to deal with sometimes when i interact with you i'm just like shut the fuck <laughs> up man your brain is too big it's dwarfing me uh <laughs> and then winners use the door that's just great it's like using a door is a thing we all do but just the idea that Bruce is like, well, I just the amount of swagger I imagine him both leaving and entering this house is insane to me. He's like taking big strides. He's leaning back. He's just like, I'm walking through the door. I'm walking through the door. I'm no longer the cheater jumping out the window. I'm no longer Santa Claus sneaking down the thing. I'm no longer chilling in the closet. I'm going through the door. I love and then it. He gets it's- greeted by a dad with a shotgun. 
One other lyric here, we don't need to talk about it too much because I already picked mine, but I like it so much is, I ain't here on business, baby. I'm only here for fun, which kind of like a dad joke. I love it. It's This is a line I think of a lot and I like to say sometimes that, hey, I'm not here on business. I'm here on fun, just in case. Great thing to say when you enter a party. Great thing to say in any room. You just <laughs> you go into like somebody's having a party in their apartment in Brooklyn and you bang you slam the door open and you're like I ain't here for business I'm just here for fun and the whole party stops and everybody's like get the fuck out who nobody invited you it's 5 p.m. on a Friday in an office and the CEO comes down with like 10 bottles of gin <laughs> whiskey <laughs> puts it on like everyone's desk and is like I ain't here for business anymore it's yeah. party time that's the vibe and then they're but, like you bought. 10 bottles of $300. Can we just please have health care? That's all I want. <laughs> you don't want health care. This is Vice Media, baby. We get parties. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. exactly the type of company to do that, too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, give me your fifth and dare I say final Bruce Springsteen lyric. Oh, my fifth and final lyric comes from the song Darlington County off of the album Born in the USA. Another slapper. Another just great slapper. Yeah, this whole album is is literally just, there's no filler on this album. It's great. Yeah. Um, hey, little girl. Again, again. There's a lot of little girl stuff going on here. But anyway, we'll move past it. Hey, little girl. I just girl imagine like Bruce going to bars. Corner. They're like cruising down the avenue. Very American graffiti style. Just opening up every window. I'd be like, what's up, little girl? Want to see my engine? And like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> They're like, stop it. <laughs> like, you're gonna have to go around and knock on some doors and introduce yourself if you're gonna keep hitting on the little girls of the town all right uh so hey little girl standing on the corner today's your lucky day for sure all right me and my buddy we're from new york city we got two hundred dollars we want to rock all night (laughs) girl you're looking at two big spenders why the world don't know what me and wayne might do our paws each own one of the world trade centers for a kiss and a smile. I'll give all mine to you. Um, what a hilarious thing to tell, like to not to be, (laughs) I feel like, okay, people, and and we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but like when you are from anywhere near New York, Mm -hmm. like even within like a 20 mile radius, if you're just like, yeah, people are like, holy fucking shit new york new york you are from you're like a fucking celebrity to me and you're like i'm just a person but like this this guy here is like really uh Mm -hmm. building up that type of personality and they're like wow you're from new york he's and they're like what like tell us about like some new york things that you do and he's like he can't think of anything so he's like well my dad owns the world trade center so that's like the first thing that comes to his mind and they're like holy shit He's like, yeah, clearly I have $200, which is like, <laughs> and they are so naive that they're like, wow, you must own the world trade. I've never seen that much money in my life. I do love that. Yeah. They're making up stuff to like make them seem cooler and they just go to the most ridiculous thing. They could be like, oh uh, yeah, my dad um, has money from um, just like a lot of money from things stock investments and it's like um we own the world trade center actually i own uh the one with the point and yeah. wayne here owns the one without a po- the point and it was like a you know everyone likes the one with the point better right yeah but, like, hey, so man, like it was a big you. contentious I own the one with thing the point. <laughs> come on man 
the point. Everyone thinks of me as the point. I'm run point. I get the point. You know the uh, Empire State Building? I, uh, well, I built it. I designed it. I, one funny thing about this song is that, like, he and Wayne are fucking, like, this, like, it's, like, as if you and me were going to this random county, like, in the, in the, sub, in, like, the middle of America. We're, like, me and Stieglitz, we got $200, and we're just going ham, lying to people about, like, coming from New York. And then at the end of the song is Bruce's character leaving Darlington County and Wayne's being arrested for like all the shit that he got up to while they're having so much fun. <laughs> so it's basically these two guys, like these two young optimistic men going to this like small town being like, we're going to have so much fun. And then like one leaves and one gets arrested. Great vibe. Um, <laughs> That's such a Bruce. Yeah. That's such a Bruce vibe to have this like, yeah, you have to put the darkness in there. Yeah. Out, out of all, out of like all the fun that they could be having, you got to make it a little dark. <laughs> So two um, things. Oh, sorry. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Two th- two stories. W- one is just about being from New York and people being like, "Wow, you're from New York." Um, I only experienced that like at the start of college because growing up, I yeah, only that's what I'm talking. Interacted about. with people from New York. So going to college, that was so shocking to me how people like would freak out, and I'd be like, "Wow." that's cool but like i don't know it's normal to me and they'd be like you're from new york oh my god and i'm like yes yes it's cool but so then you you gain a sense of gratitude and appreciation for that at least i do because i do genuinely love the city um i did have this experience in studying abroad <laughs> heard of it in london <laughs> heard of it where um i was trying to like be a wingman for my friend and i was just like talking to this woman at a bar and she's like oh my god you're from new york oh my god i like want to know so much more and i was like yeah my friend's from new york too and i was like you should meet him and they introduced each other and that the rest is history right but he's from buffalo new york <laughs> like small <laughs> depressed license, industrial town yeah. very close to canada eight hours but i'm like he's from, from new york, york right <laughs> <laughs> what can i say yeah, it's yeah, it's technically funny. the truth. Foreigners are funny. <laughs> British people, they're so dumb. <laughs> America for life. Hell yeah! Born in the USA, we stand our international listeners, except for our British listeners. <laughs> Just kidding. We actually <laughs> respect and love our British listeners, and we're doing this as a joke. We love England. Please listen to. I us went to still. London once. London is cool. Yeah, London is great. Uh, all right, so those were our five Bruce Springsteen lyrics. Do you have anything to say about Bruce before we get into writing our own Bruce lyrics? Bruce, you're a little too old to be singing about little girls. <laughs> Great. Uh, so this is the part of the podcast where Stieglitz and I write and improvise and come up with, off the top of our dome, our own version of Bruce Springsteen lyrics. So we do a little bit of like uh, 30 seconds of thinking and then we share them. I want to reiterate that we don't come up with these things before. See, I got a blank page right now. I'm about to write. Yes. Boom. Fuck yeah. All right. Ready for this shit, Lyric Boys fans? Lyric Boy fans, stands, content hounds at home. We just wrote our own version of Bruce Scene lyrics. These are improvised. We just spent a little time right now coming up with them and seeing if we can channel the boss in imaginary Bruce Springsteen songs. Here we go. Mm-hmm. My song is called Part-Time Life of Crime. I will say in general, naming your songs, I think, needs to be a tradition. It's very funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The song is called Part-Time Life of Crime. Hey, little girl, let's get out of this town. 
I know we can make it. You don't got to frown. I got my Levi's on and my work boots packed. And my buddy Johnny just got sacked from his part-time life of crime. He's ready to make a name, ready to find a dame, ready to become tame. So let's do this one last dance. We'll spend more money than they do in France. Hmm. I like it. That's Tell me more. Do it again. Or we'll do it again later, but I liked it. Yeah. A part-time life of crime spend more money than they do in france love it <laughs> it's like bruce's like americana version of like a european yes exactly all right so my song is called lonely little road in paramus new jersey <laughs> okay perfect just where if you're an international listener paramus new jersey is basically like where every single store in New Jersey is located. It's like a one town that is a mall. It's like Ikea. You drive. It's just all shopping malls. All shopping malls. Anyway. I like Paramus. <laughs> Way I see it, baby, we've got two routes. You can ride with me or take the bus. Come on, little girl. You know I'm a hoot. Don't take the bus and turn this thing to dust. If I drive alone, I'll cry alone. If you're with me, we'll get along. But if you leave, don't bother to phone. I'll sit right here and sing my song. Dedicated to that old Chevy. Riding around the town going 71. We are done. Relationship got heavy. So I'm waving to the girls. I see literally everyone. Ooh, that is a, that is definitely an American graffiti style. Driving in my Chevy, waving to the girls. Going 71. A little fast to... Uh, to maybe wave to the girls you're flying by and they're like what was that but otherwise a little, a little fast maybe it should be like fast. going 21 maybe like 20 miles over the typical speed limit but that's okay <laughs> Wow, what great lyrics. What a great episode. What a great time. I can objectively speak that and know it's true because I am not a biased member of the Lyric Boys. Mm-mm-mm. That's right. Andrew, was that a great episode? I don't know why I wasn't listening. <laughs> wow, I love it. So listen, we are the Lyric Boys. I guess we can call ourselves that. I'm Lucian Flores. This is Andrew Stieglitz. We love getting down and dirty with some funny lyrics and we do this every week we do this with lots of bands we do classic rock we do indie rock we do pop rap we'll do a little bit of it all and we'd love if you were to join us on the adventure so just give us a like or rather subscribe to the podcast follow the podcast and you'll always get the episodes as soon as they're released so you could have fun listening along learning about music laughing at lyrics doing all that jazz and hey we're on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and we are at the Lyric Boys. So you can go up there. You can DM us. You can like us. You can, um, I don't know, just look at all our photos and be like, wow, what handsome, smart, young fellas. Send nudes. Send nudes. And also, we put these uh, podcast episodes on YouTube if you do want to you know, see our faces, which, you know, no pressure, no pressure, no pressure. Okay. Andrew, any final last words? Please. There is lots of pressure for this, okay? Maybe no pressure for everything else. But if you have any sense of fucking compassion, you will go to freelancerbandny.bandcamp.com and listen to some demos I made as part of my musical project. 
freelancer. I also Amazing. made the song that's listening right now. And if you like it, good. If you don't, turn the shit off because I don't like you. Amazing. Wow, I came in hot. I came in hot. I'm sorry. Came in very hot. So I got to go because I just feel this massive urge to get in my car and drive out of my town and just give my middle finger to everyone who lives here and just hit the open road. Got some money in my pocket. I'm going to tell people that my dad invented the Freedom Tower. What about you? My dad did invent the Freedom Tower, so please don't take that away from me. (laughs) It's true. Andrew Stieglitz not only the heir to the Lockheed Martin fortune, but his dad invented the Freedom Tower. Invented the concept. Your dad one day was just like, what about a tower to freedom? Everyone's like, this man, this elder Stieglitz, what a what a great fella. All right, right friends. Right. All right, Lyric Boys fam, stands, content hounds, have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your life. If we don't speak again, bye. I miss you. I love you. Bye.